collaboration, adaptability, um, you know, those those skills, the leadership skill of, you know, because when you go into leadership roles in the military, um, you really kind of have to question, how do I want to lead? You know, what type of leader do I want to be? Welcome to season four of Paychecks Pulse, an HR podcast where HR professionals can find great insights on today's top issues and be inspired to build and lead effective teams in a healthier workplace. Hi, everyone. Rob Parsons here. Welcome to the Paychecks Pulse podcast. We have a special guest today in honor of Veterans Day. Please welcome Brian Wheat. Brian is a retired Army officer with 20 years of experience in various high-risk, high-visibility security and leadership roles. He also has his PhD in leadership and policy from Niagara University. He was hired at Paychex in June of 2022 as part of the Client and Service Readiness Team with a focus on security, infrastructure, and business continuity planning. Brian, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. Appreciate it. It's, it's great to have you, and I really sincerely want to start by thanking you for your service. You certainly had a long and illustrious military career, uh, just at putting in the full 20 years. Yeah, it was, uh, it was an exciting 20 years. You know, it was the first 10 kind of seemed to go really slow, and then the, <laughs> the last 10 went really fast. <laughs> I could just imagine. So, so when it 20 years came, make that decision to retire move on to a, a civilian life. What were your biggest successes and challenges in that journey before you, you know, landed here at Paychex? I got to think, I, the reason I'm asking this is because I got to think your path isn't totally unique and, and business and HR leaders can learn from your experiences when they're going out and trying to recruit uh, veterans for their workforces. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, I mean, some of it might be unique, but majority of it's probably the same for a lot of the, the individuals that are getting out of the military. Um, but some of the challenges that I ran into really um, was the resume writing. So, you know, everybody has their opinion on what it is that should be in your resume or shouldn't be in your resume and how you should state things. Um, so just listen, trying to listen to everybody and put in there what everybody is saying, it just, it doesn't work. So <laughs> that was, that was one of my biggest challenges um, is, figuring out what I actually needed to have in there that sold, you know, my expertise. Um, and, and it took a little while to figure that out. And then I guess time management was another thing um, for me being a, a field grade officer and getting ready to get out. Uh, I had the luxury to have a little bit more free time than what maybe say a, a junior enlisted soldier would have, or, you know, an NCO may have um, because, you know, at the end of the day, we're still in the military. So they expect you to do your job until the day that you're not doing your job anymore. Um, you know, so time management was, was difficult to come by, um, especially in my role, because I was a contingency planner for the 101st Airborne Division. Um, so a lot of work there. Um, and they tried to work me until the last day. So um, that was definitely a challenge. But, you know, I, I made it through just because of my, my planning. Um, and then I guess, like in the process itself of job hunting, it was like the the establishment um, of meaningful connections. You know, trying to you know find those those 
those right fit opportunities and talking to the right people in the organizations um, just to see if I would be a good fit, you know, and, and whether I'd fit into the culture or not. So some of those were challenges. Um, some of the successes that I had, though, was, you know, I had my transition planning, um, you know, with all my years of planning experience, it was kind of easy for me to write down a timeline, figure out, you know, where I needed to put things, you know, how I needed to schedule my my interviews or, you know, schedule actual time to write in my resume or, or whatever. Um, I also undertook a, a, a mentorship program, which I think was a, a huge success. Uh, I dealt with somebody who was in corporate America. Um, he was an operations manager. He kind of helped me through the process. Uh, we talked about, you know, what what's the ins and the outs of, you know, business and, you know, how I could fit properly into the organizations, you know, when I applied. And um, he really helped out a great deal. Um, great guy. Um, and it was just that that mentorship, you know, if I could recommend that to anybody else that's transitioning out, I think that that was a big help. Um, he also helped me with my resume. He reviewed it a couple of different times. Um, just, hey, this is what corporate America is looking for. Here you go. You know, here's some some key points, I think. And then the other, one of the other things that they stress to you, um, and, you know, I, I think a lot of people probably take it as a, as a grain of salt, maybe, but the professional networking, um, you know, reaching out to those who had just retired before you, who have went through the process. Uh, and then trying to find some of those that are in corporate America that are retired military, you know, reach out to them, get some insights into the companies, you know, that you're trying to hire into. Um, that was a success that I also used. Um, you know, I, it didn't work out like that for paychecks, but um, it, it did work out like that for a couple of the other organizations that I interviewed with. Um, so that was definitely a strength as well. That's, that's really interesting. It's, it's, some of those elements are so common to those of us in the civilian life as well. Uh, I did want to touch on something one of our writers wrote. Mark Dovey uh, put together a great article on hiring veterans. And he noted, it's not that the skills that you had didn't translate, but rather the skills were lost in the translation. You know, was that your experience? And, and I'm thinking is that as you were working on that resume and trying to put together the story of, of, of Brian Wheat, the professional, and and how that worked out, and how you finally got over that hump. What was the, what was your experience there with trying to translate from military to civilian? It it, it was exactly that. I mean, it was, it wasn't that it was you know it it was lost in translation. It really was. Um, you know, so like, as mentioned in my resume writing, like you just said, you know, everyone has their opinion when it comes to your resume you know, how this should be stated, how that should be stated. Um, and then when I finally learned, like, I needed to reach out to the organization and see what that job posting was and see what some of those top skills and, you know, top other things that they were looking for that fit their culture. Um, once I figured that piece out, it helped to identify, like, okay, this is how I need to state this experience that I have. Um, and making sure that I had some of that wording from that job posting in my actual write-up for my bullets in my resume. Um, so I'll give you an example. So, you know, for, um, for paychecks, you know, or any other organization that's doing business continuity planning, right? So business continuity planning has its own set of like terms and conditions and things of that nature. For me, 
I was a contingency planner in the military. It all translates the same. Like I'm doing contingency planning. I'm doing continuity planning in the civilian sector. But the way that I kept writing it up was I was contingency planning. So there it might be lost in translation that it really what I was doing was business continuity planning. Um, and I just didn't write it up the right way. So it took me a little while to figure that one out. Um, but once I did, that's when I started getting more interviews. I, I could see that as, as you may or may not be aware, there's so much automation and AI when it comes to even screening the resumes for the right words uh, to even get through to be able to talk to somebody. So I could see that being a, a real challenge. I want to go back to something else you mentioned about, you've said a couple times, looking at culture. And I got to think getting hired is just the beginning for a company to, I guess what I'm getting at is, are there thoughts around onboarding, around training, around things people should be doing to bring veterans into the organization to avoid culture shock or to maximize their impact or just help help get the most out of that fit as quickly as possible? Yeah, so like, um, you know, I think talking openly in the interview process um, to the, the veteran candidate about the company culture. You know, what would be expected of me coming into the organization? Uh, I, that was, you know, one thing that was huge that Paychex actually did when I was doing the interview process. They took the time to talk to me about the culture fit. Uh, what was I looking for? Because honestly, a lot of us transitioning out have that, I don't know what I want to do next. I, I really don't know, you know, what, what fits me, what doesn't fit me. Um, so they go through that process in their mind, you know, and talking with other individuals. And, you know, I think talking openly about that stuff up front in the process um, will help identify, like, am I going to be a good fit in this organization or not? Um, just, again, lay out the expectations of, of what it is that you want this new hire to do. You know, provide a timeline, provide structure. You know, what is what is it going to look like for me in the next three months, six months, a year? You know, am I going to be able to advance? What's that look like? You know, do I even want to advance? I don't know. You know, um, those are just things that, you know, cross your mind uh, in the process. And that was one thing, you know, coming out of the military, I worked hard for 20 years, you know. And so coming into corporate America, it's how hard do I really want to work? You know, now I've got this retirement I can fall back on if I if I really want to. I don't have to work, but I want to. And I want to make sure that I have that right culture fit. And, and I'm making a contribution to the organization. So, you know, that, that structure is, is really key. Uh, and that was something, again, that Paychex really did well when I onboarded. Um, find out, talking with them, what motivates them. Because motivation for the retirees, as opposed to somebody who's only done five years in the military, you know, and is trying to get into corporate America, the motivations could be different um, for each of those individuals. So just talk to them openly, get to know them a bit, and then and then go from there. I think that's that will help with the culture shock. I love it. That's great advice. That just, in my mind, the military life is all about structure. And maybe I've, I have a misconception there. I mean, we all have an idea of it not having been in it. Um, are there other misconceptions that, that I and other HR professionals may, may have about military veterans that, that 
that you've seen or have seen others, you know, that you've you've known run up against? Yeah, I think I think one of them that I actually myself and and a couple of people that I know firsthand um, when you're putting it in your resume again, you know that lost in translation thing um, could translate to a lack of experience. I ha- they, this person has a lack of experience in this area. Well, it's not that I have the lack of experience. It's possibly I just didn't know how to state it in my resume. You know, so you, you miss that. So that could be a misconception. You know, of hiring. Um, the does this individual have the ability to conform to our business norms in this organization? Uh, that could be another misconception. You know, you might they might be looking at this individual as there's this person is too black and white and they're not going to be able to, you know, get into this organization and fit well. It, you know, that's one of the things that a military person coming into an organization is actually going to bring to the organization. We have the ability to adapt quickly. (laughs) I mean, that's just the nature of what it is that we do in the military. So if we need to adapt to the environment that we're in when it comes to civilians uh, in corporate America, it's, we can do that. And, it may take us a little bit of time, but we have the ability and we can do that, especially if our, if our heart's in the right place. Um, I guess, and also looking at the resume, um, job hopping could be considered another um, misconception uh, that they have. So in the military, it's it's pretty well known. Like you have a cut path, like you said, a structure, right? And it's, it's, you do this, you know, A, B, and C, and you're going to see your next promotion. You're going to see, you know, the next opportunity. And that could be in the next six months. That could be in the next year. That could be in the next two years. In a corporate America, that's seen kind of as like job hopping. You're, you're switching jobs all these times. Well, no, I'm, I'm advancing. Um, you know, I'm, I'm doing well in my organization. They want to promote me. You know, so and you move and that's just the nature of the beast in the military. So when you put that in into your resume and you're putting in your qualifications and if you don't put it in there as, you know, I've had five years of military experience. Here's the stuff that I did. And you've listed it as five years of you know service and you put it in there as, you know, six months, you know, this time frame to this time frame. I had this role from this time frame to this time frame. I had this role. It looks like you're job hopping to a civilian person looking at the resume when really you're still in the same organization, you're just moving up. Um, So that was something that I realized pretty quickly. Um, And so I tried to tailor my resume a little differently uh, and it paid off. I started getting, again, more interviews and stuff when I finally did that, but. That makes sense. So Brian, I loved uh, what you were talking about, about adaptability. you know, which leads me to think we've been talking a lot about like your hard skills, but there's got to be a lot of soft skills uh, that somebody, a military veteran is going to bring to the table. Uh, things like uh, initiative, the ability to to see a task through, uh, the ability to lead, uh, depending on what your career was like. Can you just touch on some of the skills you learned in the military that really translated well into your role at Paychex and not the hard skills, but those soft skills that, that just make you a, a, a great person to work with. Yeah. I mean, that's, you, you just hit all, pretty much all of them, uh, collaboration, adaptability, um, 
you know, those, those skills, the leadership skill of, you know, cause it, when you go into leadership roles in the military, um, you really kind of have to question, how do I want to lead? You know, what type of leader do I want to be? Um, and if you, if you don't, you have the possibility to fail, you know? Um, so like just those types of skills, when you're moving into corporate America and you have to deal with it all the time in the military, it, it makes it so you're more comfortable, honestly, um, to step into corporate America and take on leadership roles. Um, you know, cause you start off, it, you know, when I was a specialist, I, I was in charge of three. Uh, and then my squad leader went down. And so I was in charge of 13, you know, and that was my first year in the military, you know, so like, I'm already in charge of people. And then as I moved up through the ranks, you know, I was a platoon leader. I was in charge of 42. You know, I was a company commander. I had over a hundred, you know, and it's just the way that you go up through the ranks, the more responsibility you have, the, those soft skills really come in to play, uh, especially when you're, you're handling different missions and things of that nature. Um, just being able to be approachable as a leader and take into consideration, even what a, a lower enlisted individual might bring to the table. You know, everybody has their strengths. So you just have to, it's one of those things you need to realize what is this person's strengths and then put it to use. So love it. Yeah. So interesting and and certainly a skill set uh that is not as well purposefully developed in corporate America. I think a lot of times you just end up in a leadership role without that support and expectation and training that you need to actually do it well. Um, any last thoughts for our listeners as we come up against time here? Um, I know veterans often face disadvantages when job searching um, because they often lack experience in dealing with corporate professionalism. Uh, they may not know how to draft that resume like we'd spoke about, for, you know, for private industry. Um, they may not know that job hopping is frowned upon when they're doing their job search. Uh, and how to tailor that resume accordingly. Um, I guess don't underestimate the veteran candidate. Being in the military makes you extremely adaptable and agile. Um, it's the nature of who we are and what we do. Uh, it's just just the nature of the beast, I guess. <laughs> um, it also teaches you like incredible loyalty, problem-solving skill, communication skill, um, various specialty fields from which civilian businesses could benefit. Um, I'd also challenge employers to shed their biases around what it means to be a veteran. It's no secret uh, that soldiers get stereotyped as having more serious mental health or substance abuse issues than civilians do, and that um, may make employers hesitant to hire them, um, despite the ADA requirements that we have. But I would urge recruiters and managers to make a conscious effort to set those misconceptions aside. Um, and assess the veterans on their skills and experience as they would any other candidate. And then lastly, um, during the good negotiations phase for the salary and benefits, be upfront with the veteran candidate. Um, the only information accessible to those of us transitioning is what's posted out there online. And that is not always accurate, especially for where you are you know, in the United States or worldly. Salary and benefits for retirees such as myself, you know, may not be as important as what culture fit was. 
you know, for a junior officer or a junior soldier not having that time in service, you know, not being able to fall back on that retirement, um, especially if their income is the only income for the family, because a lot of the time due to the constant moves, you know, spouses have a hard time getting work and being employed, you know, or again, on their side, it shows that they are job hopping, you know, and whereas they're, they're not trying to do that. So, you know, take all that into consideration uh, when you're looking at a veteran candidate. And I think at the end of the day, um, what you'll see is a success in your organization if you onboard them correctly. Brian, thank you for joining the podcast today. It was really great having you. And thank you to our listeners. Happy Veterans Day. And as always, please stay happy and healthy. Be sure to subscribe to this and our Paychecks Thrive Business Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Looking for more ways to keep your finger on the pulse of industry dynamics? Visit our resource center for the latest research, thought leadership, and news at paychecks.com slash works. That's W-O-R-X. Thanks again for joining us. Until next time, please stay happy and healthy. This podcast is property of Paychecks Incorporated 2023, all rights reserved.